Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. Taz and the Moose with you here on this Thursday morning as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Mike Pete across the way. Bogish with the updates. You know the deals. We go another hour right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Jack Del Rio. Is going to join Taz and myself. We'll talk a little NFL football coming your way in about 20 minutes from now. Be a good conversation with Jack, but we kick off this hour with what do you need to know? Here you go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Cowboys versus Bears tonight on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, we had a call from Darius last hour closing out uh, last segment, Taz. Uh, talk a little bit about the Thursday Night game. It's a good one. I yeah. mean, tonight, tonight's an intriguing matchup uh, because of all of the drama surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. Soldier Field is always a great atmosphere for a little football. It's going to be cold tonight. It's yeah. December. It's you know, you're going to see the guys. I always I always love late in the year when you go to a cold weather city. Yeah. And you're watching the game and you can see the guys breath. Get a smoke. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, I, that's football. That you know, especially it, it, that that to me, I love. I don't you know, I don't love watching them in the warm weather climates. Like tonight's going to be a fun game. I think so. I agree with you. Yeah, two teams with the same record, but one sitting in first place in their conference, the other one sitting in third. So where you have uh, Dallas Cowboys sitting in first place at the NFC East at six and six. Where in the NFC in the North, it's uh, the Bears are in third place at six and six. So where you have the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings above them. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I mean, I mean, I think it comes down to like every other game, right? Talent, right? And who's got more talent usually wins the game, and I think that's what happens in this one. I think the Dallas Cowboys somehow find a way to win this game on the road in the cold, uh, uh, you know, Chicago night and all that jazz. But I think they they want to win. The Cowboys want to win and try to help. You know, the, the whole case for their coach, for Garrett. And he, every time you turn around, it's like this guy's head's on the chopping block and the owner's saying something about him. So I think that the, the players have a chance to, 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 to not only get a win to, to, to keep a top there, and, and you know, in their confidence, but to get a win for their for their head coach. Right, and, and the drama just does persist. You know, right? Yesterday we were talking about Jerry Jones's comments about saying that uh, kind of the vague, oh, I believe Jason Garrett will be coaching in the NFL next year. Yeah. Didn't yeah. specify where, but said he'll be a coach in the NFL next year. Then you get the comments yesterday by Troy Aikman on a uh, non-affiliated uh, Dallas radio station yesterday, uh, be, you know, calling and criticizing, uh, you know, Jerry Jones in particular, the way the organization is run. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but giving you the idea, it's a difficult job supporting Garrett. Um, critical of the, uh, you know, uh, how the the business model, the football model that the Cowboys have, Taz, it just doesn't end for the Dallas Cowboys. Every day, there just seems to be more and more drama, and that team is dead. Uh, they they are desperate for a win. To put all this nonsense yeah. in the rearview mirror and to talk about games on the field and winning a game instead of you know the losses, the future of Garrett, where the organization's going. 
Yeah, you know, we, you and I had an extremely long conversation about this at the top of the show, uh, about the Aikman comments on the radio station about the Dallas Cowboys front office brass, namely uh, Jerry Jones. So if anybody wants to hear that, listen to the podcast that drops every day here, Taz and Moose, over at Radio.com or Apple Podcasts. But, um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they, they, a lot of the stuff that... that uh, that Aikman was saying, you know, hit. I hope it hits home for Jerry Jones. I don't think it's going to change Jerry Jones, but I'm sure it made his friend, get, you know, Garrett feel good. Yeah, you know, and it should because Aikman's a respected guy, former awesome quarterback, great player for the Dallas Cowboys, does a great job in the booth as a color commentator for Fox now. So, um, you know, he took several digs at the owners at the owner, you know, for sure in this uh, in this interview in his segment. I think it's a segment, yes, right? It's not an interview. I think he has a segment on that. Well, yeah, he does a, a weekly, a weekly s- spot. A weekly or spot, like correct? Right, yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, I'm sure it's I, I, paid. But like, yeah, like we were saying, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to change Jerry Jones at all, though. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares either. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I think he's. I mean, Taz, he's a billionaire. He owns you know, seventy-seven years old. Seventies. Now all of a sudden, Jerry Jones is going to change. No, I, I think Jones wants no. to prove a lot of people wrong. Taz and wants to do it his way. Yeah, win exactly. a Super Bowl, do it his way, and kind of get the last laugh. You got to figure you're a billionaire. Now you're seventy-seven years old, so that means for the bulk of your adult life, you've been wealthy, very, very wealthy, and a public figure. You're used to getting your ass kissed. You're used yeah. to getting what you want. Everybody around you says what you want to hear. I've been around this, you know, years ago, and, and you know, and around, you know, and and there's a lot of yes men and women around people that are billionaires or multimillionaires. So now, all of a sudden, because Troy Aikman says something on the radio in Dallas, that's going to change this guy. Nothing's going to change Jerry Jones. He's going to micromanage that thing, and that's why Garrett. We talked about this. That's why Garrett has that position as long as he has, because you know he's going to be subservient to Jerry Jones. Yeah, another coach. Is, some of the guys, like back in the day, Bill Parcells not going to put up with that. No. Bill Belichick today is not going to put up with that. Nick Saban, if he's in the NFL, is not putting up with that. I don't think Urban Meyer, if he was coaching right now in the NFL, is going to put up with that. You know what I mean? I don't disagree with Our you. Our buddy, Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> My man Dabo, he's not putting up with that. No. I and, and Jones has owned the team for 29 years. But Lincoln Riley will. Probably. See? Is he's going to look at that opportunity That's as being right. a golden opportunity because That's it's right. the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Who still have everything in front of them. Let's hear from their quarterback. Here's Dak Prescott. Fortune is the word to use. Uh, lucky, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, we still control our own destiny. It's the only thing we can ask for. Uh, being in this position, it's about coming to work each and every day, focusing on, on that day, on the task at hand, um, and, and look up here in a month and be where we want to be. Uh, how about Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, on the struggles of his quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky? There's highs and lows for different people on, on, on different positions, whether you win or lose statistically where you're at. And I feel like right now with us this year, right, he's at a point where he's he's definitely getting better. His arrow is up. He's put together four, um, four good games in regards to decision-making and, and producing. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. Two six-and-six teams, uh, an intriguing matchup, two storied franchises in the National Football League in Soldier Field where it's going to be chilly on a December Thursday night. Uh, All right, next. Number two. Rosarian says he'll wait until after the season to make a decision on Winston. Yeah, Jameis Winston, that is. We ran through his stats, 22 touchdowns, 20 picks, a number of lost fumbles this year. Taz has thrown for nearly 4,000 yards, about 3,800 yards up until this point. He's got four games left to go. Uh, we, If you missed it earlier, 
Here's the Bucks head coach Bruce Arians, year one down there in Tampa. They're five and seven. Winston struggled. Here he is, about, and he took the job because of Jameis Winston. Here is uh, his uh, reaction to being asked about the future of Winston down in Tampa. I'm going to pass on that one. I'm just I'm going to wait till the end of December. And uh, there's there's been really 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 good, and there's some been really really bad. And you know, I'm just going to pass until it's over, and uh, and then we'll make a decision. I mean, usually you would normally get you normally would get coach speak on something like this. Yeah. Not this time. Yeah. Not with not with Arians. He's like, nah. I'm going to pass or wait. Let's see how he finished out the year. Okay, that's more or less what he's saying. Uh, that's basically it. Imagine being. Imagine what Winston must be thinking after hearing those comments. Sure, he's really confident going to the Colts game this week. I'm gonna. Jeez. What's your thoughts on Winston being the you know the franchise guy yeah, here moving forward? I'm gonna pass on that answer. We'll get back to you after the season. Let's I, see what happens. How the rest of the year does I play mean, out. I, 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 that's the same. I mean, you might as well say, "Well, I think he sucks." I, I think I, Winston's been sucking. I mean, you might as well say it at that point. When you're going to say that about a guy, like, well, I'm going to pass on uh, making a comment. Well, you're taking the high road and you're publicly saying, the hell with him. I think he stinks. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, I totally agree with you because it's kind of an answer, a non-answer answer. Right. By passing on it, aren't you really answering the question? Because if when you, you say the word pass, yeah, you're burying him, right? Because if you're believed in him, You'd never say I passed on. Right. And what are you going to say? Are, are you going to say, all right, well, I'm going to find out about Jameis Winston now in the final month of the year, final four games of the regular season. <laughs> now it's going to decide the future of the Bucks franchise on the next four. What are and, meaningless games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And most you know, there's, there's certain ways Arians could I'm not knocking what he said, but like he's basically saying he thinks, you know, he doesn't think the guy's very good because he could have said something simple like, well, let's see how the rest of the games turn out. Let, you know, it changes some things offensively. Let's see. Let's see what happens this week against the Colts. He could have. He could have. You know, avoided a little bit of attention by not saying, "I'm going to pass on commenting on him." Yeah. Man, then you got to see the guy practice all day. I know. Wow. Does Arians wear that silly little hat in practice that he wears? A little taxi cab. Um, oh, I don't know if he wears it. Fedora, in whatever. I don't knows. know if he wears is that a fedora. That uh, isn't that like one of those Rue hats? Uh, is that what it's called? Rue? I thought so. Maybe it's not. You wear those? I do not. No. No. I picture Pete Bellotti wearing a hat like Arians wears. I got an orange one. Uh, see, that was a shot at me. Yes, I, I know. Unfortunately. Orange the color. Unfortunately. I'm trying to look up. Hold on a second. Hang on, folks. We're looking up something. Give us a second. Yeah. I could use a full bit. Yeah. He's got his own line. Excuse me? Who? He's Pete? got his own line. Pete? No, no, no. Oh. Bruce Arians. Oh, all right. Why? Why, well, why? When he was with Arizona Cardinals. Oh, hats. Yeah, the men's new era, Bruce Arians Cardinals, when he was with the Cardinals. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, houndstooth, driver, fitted hat. Let's see that. Look at that. Wow. It's actually pretty cool looking. Yeah, you can pick it up at Coles right It's now. like a... Ba- <laughs> It's like a Bear Bryant. You want to do some holiday shopping for yourself. Houndstooth Bear Bryant style. Yes. But it's red and black. Correct. With a a big Cardinal logo on the right hand side. I want to buy that hat for somebody. And according to the Tampa Times, he does wear it at practice. Oh, very nice. Unbelievable that you found that out. Got to get the facts out, Mike. It's answering the question. And at the Bucks Pro Shop, you can get one too. So that means he's got a he's got a royalty deal. There with it the, is. Let me see that. The men's do era, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Arians Foundation, Duck Bill hat. So he's got a, he's got in his contract 
a royalty deal on merchandise. Yeah. Merch free. That could be yours right now for $38. I gotta that's go to a Coles. I go to Coles. No, that's not the website, right? No, no, that's the Bucks website. Well, you're paying his big. That's the Bucks Pro Shop right there. Wow. That's an ugly hat. I'm sure they're selling tons of those. That's an ugly hat. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Next. Next. Number three. Pat Shermer says Eli Manning very likely to start versus the Eagles. Um, Yes, he is, uh, because uh, Daniel Jones has got a high ankle sprain, was in a walking booth. You saw him limping around uh, uh, on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers in the snow in the second half. Uh, So he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. Eli Manning, as we discussed earlier, preparing to start Monday night down in Philadelphia against the Eagles. Maybe he plays the next four games. Uh, I don't think you're going to rush Daniel Jones back into the starting lineup. This giant team has got nothing to play for. You don't want to have anything lingering into the offseason, right, Taz? So uh, you want to make sure in a high ankle sprain, that's usually... I mean, that's usually a six to eight week injury. Is it not? That's no joke. No, high ankle sprain is a legitimate, you know, that's, you're going to be out multiple weeks for sure. I mean, that takes time, you know, that really does take time to heal. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, he's got a good amount of experience as for a rookie this year so far. So if he don't play the rest of these games, Daniel Jones, I don't think it's the end of the world for the Giants. You know, he's obviously the guy going forward. So. You know, and if Eli goes out against the Eagles on Monday night and, and is playing great, it helps Eli for his future if he does decide he wants to play for another team next year. Yep. Maybe some other teams like, hey, let's grab Eli. He looks really good. Maybe he, maybe he sparks the team. Maybe, maybe they play well on That's Monday true. night against the Eagles. Maybe uh, you know the the offense looks a little bit better. I I like if this is it for Eli Taz. I don't I'm not, I don't know one way or the other if he's going to be in the NFL next year. I think he's done with the Giants. Maybe he plays for another team, but um, I do think I do hope he goes out well. I hope he goes I, I out. I got a feeling well. he's gonna. I, I hope got he a does. Gonna. I think he's. Gonna. I'm gonna root for him to play well on Monday night. Me too. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Eli uh, have a good game and not get knocked around or embarrassed or throw three picks or anything like that. I like to see Eli play well. And I'll tell you this, Taz. The other thing is, I, I'm not. I'm not telling you that it's all. It's it's good to get hurt. I think Daniel Jones need a little bit of a mental break. He had a terrible game against the Packers. Mm. We saw the Jets do this with Sam Darnold in his rookie year. Oh, uh, he had mono. They... He had to be out. No, no, in his rookie year. Oh, his rookie year didn't have any mono. Remember, they year. sat him this down. Year. This year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jets. And they yeah, started they McCown. Sit, done, done. That's right, right, right. Correct. That's right, that's right. So well, This year I, he had the mono. That's right, right, this right. year he had the mono. I'm talking about last year. I, I think maybe it was time for Daniel Jones to maybe sit and learn a little bit and maybe need a little bit of a mental break, and then he can maybe take a couple steps forward. So I need a mental break. Yeah. We're gonna that get Eli good, man. Uh, on Monday night. Yes, mental, a little uh, mental relaxation. Said that right? once to my watch. She's been taking a mental break for 22 years. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. She walks out of the room. It's nice. Uh, well, she always walk drops out. a little nugget I, and walks out. Right. Yeah. If she had a microphone, I drop the mic. That's what it is. That's it. There's nothing to respond to that. And I'm sitting there and like a schmuck. Like all right, she got me pretty good. And nothing, no comeback. Uh, Jack Del Rio is going to join us next. Uh, We'll talk a little NFL, but those are your three big headlines. Eli could be starting for the Giants or more than likely on Monday night against the Eagles. The drama in Dallas as the Bears get set to entertain the Dallas Cowboys in Chicago tonight. And Bruce Arians noncommittal about the future of Jameis Winston down there in Tampa. We'll talk a little bit more football. Del Rio next. Taz Boost Thursday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 
You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 422 CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Jack Del Rio is going to join us uh, coming your way straight ahead. Uh, Bogus is in the house. Final time this morning. What's up, Andrew? Moose, Taz, here's your report sponsored by the NFL. Watch live, local, and primetime NFL games and get breaking NFL news, stats, highlights, and more on your phone. Download the official NFL app or the Yahoo Sports app today at NFL.com slash mobile. It was not a good night for ACC basketball. Third-ranked Maryland thumped Notre Dame 72-51. Ohio State blew out North Carolina in Chapel Hill 74-49. And Purdue beat up fifth-ranked Virginia 69-40. UVA head coach Tony Bennett. They took whatever they wanted away from us, and then they got whatever they wanted offensively. In all, the Big Ten went 8-6 and six in its annual challenge with the ACC. Elsewhere, ninth-ranked Gonzaga extended its home winning streak to 28-101-62 over Texas Southern. In the NBA, the Celtics still perfect at home. Jalen Brown switches to the left hand, pull up at 20 feet, Ooh. swish. Jalen Brown is in a place of confidence, the likes of which... We have not seen. Sean Grandy, Cedric Maxwell, Celtics Radio, Jalen Brown, a season-high 31 and a 112-93 decision over the Heat, Boston 8-0 at home. The Lakers rolled through Utah 121-96. The Blazers beat the Kings 127-116. The Mavs fought off the T-Wolves 121-114. And the Bucks handled the Pistons 127-103, extending their win streak to 13. Giannis scored 35 and had a little exchange with Blake Griffin in the second quarter after a collision and maybe a flop from Giannis. It's just a great defensive uh, team, and it just played really physical because that's what, you know, they bet on. You know, they want to be physical. They want to uh, be dirty. And, uh, they want you to get out of, out of your game. And, uh, like, whenever you come in Detroit, you expect that. In all, six technical fouls handed out in that one. Two prime pitchers came off the market yesterday. Former Met Zach Wheeler to the Phillies, five years, $118 million dollars. And former Cub Cole Hamels to the Braves, one year and 18 mil. And billionaire businessman Steve Cohen increasing his investment in the Mets. The Wilpon family will remain in control for at least five more years. Cohen reportedly angling for 80% of the franchise for a record $2.6 billion. Taz is excited for Thursday Night Football. It's the Bears and Cowboys in Chicago shortly after 7 Central. Uh, Despite all the negative in Dallas, they do bring a one-game lead in the NFC East into Week 14. How bad is that division? It should be relegated. Uh, Baker. That that is is a dreadful division, you think about it. Baker Mayfield says he will practice today and then play on Sunday against the Bengals because... Mama didn't raise a wuss. uh, Mayfield hasn't thrown since bruising his right hand in Sunday's loss to the Steelers. And on ice last night, the Blues' 10-game road point streak ended in Pittsburgh 3-0, Colorado a 3-1 win in Toronto. Guys? Uh, Yeah, I mean, listen, I I get Mama didn't raise a wuss if you're Baker Mayfield. Right. Uh, (laughs) He's a tough guy. (laughs) Well, it's a, it's yeah. a, he's a little tough to take, Taz. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. annoying. I mean, yeah, I don't he think he's any harm by it. But no, no, see, I, even I, something like that, we all a lot of us are like oh, enough, dude. You know, like well, that, I'm not, I'm not even crazy. I, I get it. And if it was somebody else, maybe it wouldn't be, rub me the wrong way right. or bother yeah. me as much, Taz. I just, I, I like, I, I'm, 
I'm a little bakered out. Uh, I, I flip on the TV and I'm getting over baked. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Taz, I flip on the TV. There's one commercial after another. Oh, like uh, you, you can't you can't get away from it. And then the nonsense that's going on in Cleveland this year, all the drama, and then from his stuff as well. Like and I and I like Mayfield. And and you know I I, was, I thought coming into the year I was dead wrong. I thought the Browns were going to have one of those kind of renaissance years. Oh, I thought too. it was. I thought it was going to be it, but I'm a little, as you said, overbaked. I'm I'm bakered out here. I, I've well, had you enough. Use that going forward on the plethora of other shows you work on. Yeah, you got to give me credit. I'll give you credit you can't on just that. Steal my stuff. I will not steal your stuff. No, don't be a hack. No, I will not be. Bilotti still on the Taz show with the uh, Bilotti. <laughs> Listen, that's different. <laughs> that's a bad example. I get the shot, but it's a bad example. Oh, I'm sorry. That was barring an element from the show I co-host. Yes, that's true. That's true. So if you bring something to the show, it's your IP and my IP. If I bring something oh. to the show, it's your IP and my IP. Well, you that's just said, you, but you just said overbaked. That's your IP, personally. <laughs> All right, that's, you know, you're right. That's a fair point. So no, no, no. I'll give, I'll give you credit. Don't worry about aren't it. You, but let me ask you this. Aren't you a little bit tired here? Uh, I'm me? sick of them. I'm sick uh, of them. You, I really am. You know, and I think I, because we, you were tired of them two months ago. I, I told you he was getting on my nerves. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm sick of him, man. I, I really am. And, you know, he's unpredictable where he, he could turn it up and play well one week. Next week he's... He's not playing well, you know what I mean? Like it's so, it's, and that's how his whole Brown, the Browns are. Uh, but he is just—he's everywhere. That's great by his publicity person, great. and it's great by his agent and all that stuff. But good lord, he's annoying. I and mean, just what he says, he's annoying. Tough guy Jones, it's annoying. You know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and that's the last thing. Here's the one thing you don't want to have happen, Taz. The last thing that has transpired and happened, yeah, right, right, um, has been is been all about everything else other than football in Cleveland. I mean, that's that's really what it's been about here for the Browns, and that's the thing that you didn't want to have happen this year. Right. It's been about all this other nonsense. The other interesting thing that came out, because in February, you know, we had uh, Aaron Murray on. He's going to be quarterbacking one of the teams yeah. in the XFL. Yeah, yeah. The uniforms came out. I know. Man. Now, you're a big uniform guy. Huge. Yeah, I mean, you you love the lettering. You get into great detail. We've been over it. You've corrected me on a number of times. Well, lettering's term. the wrong term, but I'll tell oh, you. Well, thank you. The fonts my, and the numbers. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah you, hammered, you just hammered the point home in terms of how you were a stickler for the details right. when we when we get into right. uniforms. Sorry, it's not gold. It's athletic gold. Right. right. Or, all, or metallic. Or, or metallic. Right. Or, right. right. Correct. So, I can break it down for I, you. So what did you think of the XFL unis? As a whole, I love them and I'm not surprised. I mean, because Vince has always made sure he's had the right people around him. Um, uh, you know, with WWE and anything branding, anything marketing, anything with merchandise, uh, the way the shows, you know, Raw, SmackDown, whatever, the way it all looks, he's always had a great eye for that, for, for design and whatnot. And he's obviously put somebody in charge of his uniforms and he approves everything, I'm sure, because that's how he was with WWE. Uh, I I love the uniforms. I got to tell you, I don't know which one I like best. Um, the one that I'm leaning towards, I want to tell you, I like the be- like the best. I'm still trying to get used to what teams are which is the, the defenders, the DC defenders. Their uniform is you know is uh, the red and white Jones. It's yes. really really cool. I like that one a lot, and um, I also. I don't like the rip-off of the Oiler uniform, the Roughnecks. The, the, the helmets to rip off the Oilers, of the original Oilers. Yeah. The, the logo, I should say, the, not, not the yeah. colors. They're navy and orange. That's a, not a bad one. 
the Battlehawks have a cool uniform. The um, the Battlehawk team has uh, I, I like their uniform, the St. Louis uh, franchise. What about they, you? They do. Uh, I thought the one thing that hit me, I thought not the helmet, but I thought the Renegades, their jersey looked very Titan-esque. What do you mean tight? What are you talking about? Tennessee whoa. Titans, the color. Oh, oh Titan-esque. I Titan-esque. Said tight. uh, uh, a little bit. It, it looks a lot because the shoulders co- have the, the Carolina blue, the correct. baby blue yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that. I thought they looked good. That's a good I, point. I, I, aside from that, I mean, I, I thought. You like I, that one the best or no? Um, I, I do. I, you know, I do like baby blue. We've talked about that before as a color. Um, I'm trying to think. I like, is this the, the Seattle one that's the green and yellow? I think that is Seattle. That's kind of cool, like Oregon. Kinda yes, it's kind of like ducks. Oregon. I I do like that uniform. The Vipers. Yes. No, dude, that's Tampa Bay. Oh, that's Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, that's, we're trying to get it down. We're trying All to get right. it down. That's Tampa Bay. I, I, do like the, I do like them a lot. I'm going off their Twitter. That's why. I'm, that's what I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, that and, is the Vipers. Right. The, the, the one, Battle Hawks are the blue. Right. The cool, really cool one, though, I just realized this one, too, is the, um, the L.A. franchise, the Wildcats. That's just real cool. I like yeah, Look at that. I like when you do uh, gold, athletic I gold, and red feels an orange feel with black, uh, with the uh, orange esque. It's it's more of an orange athletic gold, kind of like Cream Sickle Jones, like the, the original Tampa Bay Buccaneers were similar to that orange. They're they're sharp and they're they, cool, man. And the less than right. Um, their their uniforms, the replica jerseys, which were on sale, I think for about eighty bucks, they're all sold out. Really? Collector's items. That's why so, I know eBay Jones. That's so people go on eBay and they sell, they buy them and then they sell them. And then these, these other websites, these other gimmicks that they sell, like resell stuff. So a lot of times do stuff like this that comes out that will be a collector's item because it's first time, you know? Yeah. People, I know a little bit about this, they have bots that they can buy stuff with. So as soon as something comes out, it's available, boom, the bot grabs it. They don't do it. They have their robot do it. I'm not kidding. Oh, that's interesting. People, yeah, I, I, my son knows a kid who does that with like streetwear, oh, like okay. you know uh, when cool sneakers drop. So to make sure that you get through, like hoodies and, get and what stuff. You want. Right, they, they, that's, yeah. that's only limited. Yeah. My question is, and then they you, turn around and sell them and triple the price. You would know this better than anybody. I'm sure, I would because no, because you sell I'm t-shirts like and everything like that. No, 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 no my point being, I'm selling t-shirts out the back of my no, Impala. No, 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 no. No, but you have the the pro wrestling tees and you know yes, you have, your, have it's your, tazshirts.com, tazshirts.com is what you're com. looking for. But my tazshirts at one zcom Now, did the XFL make it a limited amount of the replica jerseys to sell out? To sell out, probably. Um, but I, I, like I said, I do like, think like I, to the point where then all of a sudden they create the buzz that there's this clamoring right. for the jer- for the jerseys, and right. now the replica ones, the official ones, are going to go for two and a quarter. They and they they start selling December seventeenth. So if you wanted a an authentic XFL jersey, they they go on sale December seventeenth. You dropping a two and a quarter around or after Christmas for an XFL jersey, authentic? You're doing pretty well for yourself. <laughs> exactly. Money ain't a thing. <laughs> I, look, I mean, hey, I had back in the day, I had tons of XFL swag, but it was I, they gave it to us. You know, yeah. I was working for WWE. And I'm telling you, the stuff they get is all legit quality, but you drop a two and a quarter on an authentic jersey, that's a little rough. Um, you know, do they have a um, – do they have a – Yeah, shop.xfl.com. No, not that. I'm saying are they are they with a brand yet, like Adidas or oh, Nike? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I, that's what I'm wondering, too. Is there any logo on the unis? I don't see it. I just see the XFL logo. That surprises me if Vince and, and the XFL did not lock down – 
unless they're not selling it on these replicas, maybe not on the authentic. What's it called? Shop what? Shop.xfl.com. You're probably on there all the time. Shop. Yes. Hold on. This is tough. Shop.xfl.com. X, how do you spell XFL? <laughs> the... I don't know. So hold on. So, uh, yeah, So because I'm curious if they have, well, site cannot be reached. Oh, I put shop.x, shop.xfl.com. <laughs> You're funny. Stop. <laughs> I'm busting shops. Hold on. Yeah, I want, see, that red and white one is cool, man. And I do like the fact that 20s are the only replica uh, jerseys you can buy because the league's launching in 2020. What do you mean 20s? We're talking about 20s. The number. Oh, number 20. Ah, I didn't notice that. Look at that. Because the league is is launching in 2020. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of promoting the league, right? I mean, you think of everything. Makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. They, um, yeah, on these jerseys, I. I don't think they have – I don't think they're like – it's not a, a Nike or an Adidas. Not yet. It looks like it's just they made their own jersey. Uh, kind of looks a little El Cheapo, to be honest with you. Um, the replica, that is. The replica does. I'm sure for their for game day they got to have – it's not been announced if they're Nike or Puma I'm, or I've not seen or, it, no. I have not seen it. I'd be surprised if it's not with some company. Yeah, right? But even when they're with some company, usually that company does have their logo on the replica. Yes, but maybe they worked out some kind of deal. Afterward? Uh, maybe. I don't know. And you're going to be able to customize jerseys at the stadiums on game days. All right, let me tell you how that works. So the way they do that, they have, they'll have a bunch of people that work at the stadium or for the team or whatever with a heat press machine. So they heat press the number whatever number you want and last name, probably just number, and it takes them two seconds. So it's a heat press. That's how Onto they do it. it. And then you pick it out, they line it up, and you go Say, I want a defender's jersey, I want number 15 on it. You know what I mean? And they'll and give then, it to and you. And they'll, they'll do it, and I want the last name on the back, uh, you know, Satchy Jones. And you just put, well, <laughs> it's a lot of letters, but we'll try and fit it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I, I, he's. it'll be interesting when that league launches in February, Taz, how much buzz is around it. Yeah, I, I'm, and how much interest is going to be? Because there was initial interest in the AAF, and then it just slowly but steadily petered out. I know. I wonder what it is now. The now the deal that the XFL does have the power of the past. And it's got the power of Vince. Yeah. So, um, well, well, those are two big things. Custom outfitters. What about them? I believe they're. I believe they're the ones that are making the jerseys. No, 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 no. We're talking about like a brand, like when the team's playing, dude. You know, like a a, a, a sports brand, you know, maybe Adidas or whatever. Under Armour. Yeah, Under Armour. That's what I'm talking about. You know, like a, a you know, an advertiser. Um, yeah. Jerseys look sharp, though. Jack Del Rio is going to join us uh, yeah. coming up after the break. We'll talk a little NFL I heard. with yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mikey B finally was able to uh, corral. Yeah, uh, I know. I love this when this happens. Uh, it's Taz and the Moose with you, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It is Taz and the Moose with you. Jack Del Rio joins us now, former NFL head coach analyst. Hey, Jack, Taz and the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. We appreciate it. Jack, what's up? Are you... Yeah, good to be on, man. How's it going this morning? Uh, we're doing well. How about yourself? All right? Yeah, yeah. Everything's good. 
You know, Jack, you know, big thir- interesting Thursday night game tonight. You know, what did you make in, you know, in, in, in which, you know, we heard uh, Troy get critical of Jerry Jones yesterday on the Dallas radio station. Certainly a, a, a lot of speculation about the future of Jason Garrett down there in Dallas as the Cowboys head coach. I, I guess from your perspective, how difficult of a job is that Cowboys job uh, in being a head coach? Well, I think I think uh, you know it's unique uh, the, what the requirements are. You know, there are not not a lot of uh, owner slash GM arrangements like that, and um, so I think that part uh, offers some challenges. But at the same time, you know, Jerry does really want to win bad, and he's willing to pay and invest in players. And uh, so, you know, you, you got to appreciate that in, in, in the GM. Yeah, but it's it, but it's got to be a tough thing, though, right, Coach? I mean, that just to have someone, you know, more or less. I don't, I don't want to exaggerate, say micromanaging to the, to that level. But you know what I mean, like someone that's hanging yeah. over your. That's it, got to be a tough thing when you're a head coach. You know, you've done this for years, and you as a great player, and then get into your coaching career. You know, you, you know, there's a machismo there, there's a pride there. It's, it's your team, right? And and now you got someone looking over your shoulder. That's got to be a little tough. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing you have to understand when you're dealing with a, a general manager. You know, it's his team. <laughs> and, right. so as, as a, and as the head coach, I mean, that's you just have to understand the role's just a little bit different. It's unique. There are not a lot of people that have that have done it. Not a lot of people have been able to be successful doing it. You know, I think you know, obviously Al Davis out in Oakland. Right. Uh, you know, God rest his soul. But he, but he, he was one that uh, was able to do it and, and win championships and. Um, and so, you know, I think Jerry, you know, he and Al were actually close. And I think, mm. I think, you know, I think he's modeling himself after that and uh, hoping to have the same results. And so that's why you got this pressure like, hey, hey, it's, uh, it's like it's time to win now, Jason Garrett. And that's, you know, he made that very clear. And, but he has spent the money and invested in the players. So, uh, you know, to me, that there's, there's, there's two ways of looking at it. You know, you, you can – you can be uh, talking about a championship, but not being willing to spend and do the things that championship teams do. Right, and that's not the case. They are, you know, doing and spending the money necessary to to have a, a really strong football team. Jack, do you think the Cowboys respond tonight in Chicago against the Bears? Well, they have to. I mean, what, one of these teams. This is kind of an elimination game. You know, one of the, one of these teams. Uh, I guess the Cowboys wouldn't be out of it, but, you know, it, the pressure will just continue to mount. They have to win. They, first of all, if they want to win, they've got to start feeding Zeke. You know, don't forget what, what made you, you know, a promising team. It was, it was signing Zeke. It was getting that locked up, you know, early this offseason. Uh, to me, he is the, the straw that stirs that drink. They've become a little bit past happy for me. I'd, I'd be feeding that guy. I'd be, I'd be it, it runs through Zeke. I'd run it through Zeke in that old line and then let Dak. Dak's a good player, but if you start chucking the ball around, you know, it just, it just doesn't work. I mean, to me, the time-tested approach of being good on defense and running the football, controlling the ball, still wins. You know, to your, to your point, Jack, you know, uh, during that Thanksgiving game against the Bills, when the Bills went into Dallas and beat up on them 26-15, to 15, I was surprised because I'm a Bills fan, right? And I've watched that Bills defensive line. It's a good defense that McDermott's got, but but the defensive line, the rush defense has been a little bit rough. 
You know what I mean? And I was surprised that, you know, you got you got Zeke, you know, he had like I think like seventy yards rushing. They didn't feed him more to your point in that game against the Bills. Yeah, no, I think to me it's it it is the key to, to them having a chance to make a run. And if they would do that, I think they can get hot in December and, and roll right into the playoffs. So and 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 then do some damage. So, you know, to me, um it's 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 what they're really built around. They're built around having Zeke, having that big offensive line. You know, Dak is a ter- terrific player, and he's really developing, and uh, I-, I think becoming a you know a potential star. But I mean, a-, a real a real top quarterback. But to me, don't that doesn't mean you go back there and throw it 40, 40 times a game. You throw it forty times a game, you typically lose. Especially after you just gave Elliott the contract he gave him in the offseason. Jack, you know, over the over the Patriots, um, you know, with how limited that offense looks right now, you know, can can that defense carry them through the AFC playoffs and into the Super Bowl? Yeah, I I think we've I think we saw last year a little bit, you know, where where they leaned a little bit on the defense and they and they you know they ran the ball a little more and they did those types of things and and. You know, look, Tom is still, he's a champion. I mean, this guy's got a champion's heart. Now, you, you know, you can't sleep on the Patriots. You know, he and, you know, Brady and, and Belichick, long as they're, long as they're a tandem, uh, and the way that defense is put together, the way they play in the secondary, I, yeah, you can't sleep on the Patriots. I, to me, uh, you know, the fact that they've got some young quarterbacks that are really talented in the AFC that, that have knocked them down. You got two of the top three, and they're going to play the third one this weekend. And those teams are all sitting there in the playoffs, so that that makes it a daunting task. But you know, I've just learned over the years, you know, you just have to appreciate the job that Bill Belichick's done and and the work that Tom Brady's put in. And two of those guys uh, don't ever count them out. Yeah, no, it's tough to do that. <laughs> um, so, so Jack, you've got to talk a little bit about I'd love to get your take, I should say, on Lamar Jackson. Uh, the progress and the improvement this young man uh, has made from a year or two ago. I mean, just break him down. Uh, you as a former defensive player and as a defensive-minded guy and expert, um, how the hell do you, you know, game prep for a guy like Lamar Jackson? So I think teams, I think teams go into it and they, they have an idea that they've got to get population to him because he's going to make a few guys miss. And, and they're right, you do. But I also, when I'm watching the tape, I'm seeing, I'm seeing teams that they're not playing assignment you know, football. They're not playing sound and solid. Mm. I, think, I think we'll, we'll get a look at Buffalo trying to do that. I think Sean McDermott does a great job, guys, and, and I think they're – I think the 49ers came close. They held them to, what, 20 points. I right? took a game-winning field goal. Right. They slowed it down. I mean, Lamar still went over 100 yards rushing, okay? Uh, but their offense only had, like, 280. All right? So they, they, they weren't – you know, they didn't roll up 40 points, and they didn't have so much fun and all this stuff. So I think the San Francisco kind of showed the way, and I think Buffalo will take that, that cue. And if they can just tighten it up and, and – and you can't have two guys chasing in, in the wrong hole, you know. So like they run this, they run that option play, and somebody's got to take the dive, and somebody's got to take the quarterback, somebody's got to take the pitch. I mean, that's just it's option football, and, and it, you know it's not normal for the NFL. So I think you're going to see an adjustment period here 
which is taking place. But I, I do believe that there's enough talent on the field for, for NFL defenses to get the option game slowed down. And uh, uh, the tough part is when he drops back and starts throwing the ball real accurately. But to me, that's what you have to make him do. Even though, even though uh, he's done it, done it well, I think you've got to be able to play the option football and then make him throw the ball in the air. Jack, are, teams, are, are, are we sleeping a little bit on, on just how good the Bills are in the AFC? Yeah, I, you know, the, the key is the quarterback. I mean, you know, Josh Allen uh, has taken a couple steps forward. Uh, can he continue that? that? That's the key. You know, to me, what they are, they're a physical team. They're a, a, a tight team. You know, they're a tough team. Uh, they, they've invested in their offensive line. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play good defense. So all that, you know, to me, that's winning football. Now, to go to the next level, you're going to need your quarterback to make plays. Because the reason, the reason you say that is like, well, I thought you said you need to run it. Yeah, in order to run it, all right, you've got to convert some third downs. You've got, to, you've got to get some chunk plays. You can't just run it, run it, run it, run it, and not do anything else. Okay, so I think the quarterback's going to be the key for them. Josh Allen, he is showing signs. You know, when the, when the young man does what he did last week, when, like, they fumble a snap. He grabs the ball, yeah. and he just kind of and he just kind of supermans his way through about four <laughs> people. First down to me, that's that's good. But the team feeds on that, and he's going to need to make a couple plays like like that, or not necessarily like that, but you know where he takes right. off third down and uses his feet and, and gets a couple big. Yeah, first downs. he does a good job. He's a tough kid, and he ad libs well. You know, with the ball, and that's what he did. He had he had no choice, right? But I had lived there, right? Um, right. So. Mike Tomlin, right, with the Steelers. I mean, Coach, do you feel like this has kind of been like his best coaching job of his career? Is that an overstatement? Or what do you think on what Tomlin's been doing? Uh, I, well, I love it. First of all, I love it. You know, Mike, uh, I told Mike I, I did the uh, ESPN uh, coverage of of the Rams playing there at Pittsburgh, and right. I told him before the game, I said, Mike, I said, this this is this might be your best, man. <laughs> because I really thought, you know, the, the, the message that he delivered, and I'm talking about back in September, you know, when, when the when the thing started happening, the wheels started falling off, Roethlisberger's gone, all right, now this guy's gone, that guy's gone. So all of a sudden, and he's kind of got the team still believing and fighting. I'm like, hey, man, this is, you're doing your best work right now. And, and so uh, I do believe he's done a tremendous job this year. Uh, credit, you know, to, to, to me, that's that's what coaching is, all right? Taking what you have and making the best out of it, making it work, no excuses, uh, conveying that to your team, providing the vision, providing the leadership, he's doing that. Hey, Jack, we appreciate the time this morning. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family, and uh, enjoy all the football this upcoming weekend, all right? Thanks a lot, right guys. Appreciate great weekend, yeah. You too, man. You know, appreciate it. Take care. Right, you got it. Um, you know, gave you a great perspective yeah, there, and he's job. right. I mean, if, if I, you know, just playing off what he had to say about your bills there, Taz, uh, if Allen's able to take that step forward, uh, never know. I'm so happy to hear Del Rio say it, all yeah, that stuff, man. I know. Pete, let me get it. Get me that sound. I want to send me an MP3. Right. I want to keep it at Taz the house. Taz wants to listen to it on the entire <laughs> way home, just on a loop, over what? and over half and hour. over again. Oh, it's Jack Del Rio. He's putting over the bills. I understand. Yeah. Why is he not coaching anywhere? Like, what is that? That's deal? a good question. I don't you know. Should have asked him that. Yeah. Well, I don't... imagine. Uh, hey, yeah. coach. Why yeah, is that that, coaching? Why don't we start the interview with that? <laughs> Click. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> no, he's great. No, he's he, was, great. he did a good job. Uh, Mike, uh, good job across the way. Pete, Thanks, uh, very yeah. good. Uh, Bogus as well. 
Uh, thanks to Jack Del Rio, everyone, for tuning in throughout the course of the morning. Good show, Staz. Yes, uh, thanks, you got it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everybody. Till tomorrow. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.